let's open our bibles tonight to 1 kings chapter 20 and the 20th verse ruth chapter 1 verses 1 and 2 ezekiel chapter 37 verses 1 to 10 in the message translation 22 open your bibles and read the scripture with me 1 kings 20 28 says can somebody read it for me please tonight 1 kings chapter 20 verse 28 then a man of god came and spoke to the king of israel and said thus says the lord because the Syrians have said, The Lord is God of the hills, but He is not God of the valleys. Therefore, I will deliver all this great multitude into your hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Amen. One more scripture tonight. Ruth chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled, that there was a famine in the land and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab. He and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech. The name of his wife was Naomi. And the name of his two sons were Mahalon and Chilion. Ephratus of Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to country of Moab and remained there. Another scripture before we start the word. Ezekiel 37, 1-10 from the message translation. God grabbed me. God's Spirit took me up and set me down in the middle of an open plain. Doing with bones. He led me around among them a lot of bones. There were bones, bones all over the plain. Dry bones bleached by the sun. He said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Master God, only you know that. He said to me, prophesy over these bones. Dry bones, listen to the message of God. God the Master told the dry bones, watch this. I am bringing the breath of life to you and you will come to life. I will attach sinews to you, put meat on your bones, cover you with skin and breathe life into you. And you will come alive and you will realize that I am God. I prophesied just as it had been commanded. I said prophesied there was sound and oh rustling. The bones moved and came together. Bone to bone I kept watching. Sinews formed the muscles on the bones. And then skin stretched over, over them. And, but they had no breath in them. He said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, tell the breath. God the master says, come from the four winds. Come breath. Breathe on these slain bodies. Breathe life. So I prophesied just as he commanded. The breath entered them and they came alive. They stood upon their feet, a huge army. Hallelujah. Want to title this word, the pit, the valley and the rest. As we come into the first day of fasting and prayer, this is what was inspired by the Holy Spirit to share with you. The first scripture that we read was from 1 Kings chapter 20, 28. says that God is not a God of just mountain and road, but He's also a God of the valley. Hallelujah. Is He not God of valley too? We'll get to that scripture. The third scripture, Ezekiel, the prophet is held by the God and taken to a valley of dry bones. We know these stories. But let's start with the pit. So the message is the pit, the valley and the rest. There are three locations in the spirit realm. There is a place in the spirit realm where you can be in a pit, where you can be in a valley, 
or where you can be addressed if you are in a pit tonight god will bring you out in the name of jesus i command you to come out of every pit in the name of jesus christ of nazareth whatever pit you are in tonight the lord is powerful if you call out to his name he will bring you out of every pit tonight in the name of jesus if you believe it put your hands together and say i'm coming out of this pit in the name of jesus hallelujah there are three realms in the spirit realm the scripture we read in ruth chapter 1 there was a man called elimelech he was from bethlehem the bible says he left the country traveled to moab because he found it bethlehem there was a famine and there was not enough for him to live on so he and his family decided to leave bethlehem which means the house of bread in judah which means praise he left the house of bread the house of god's word and house of praise and he went to a cursed country called moab and he ended up in a pit always remember whenever you leave the house of god whenever you leave the presence of god whenever you leave the word of god whenever you leave hallelujah the praise unto god you are always going down into a pit just like jonah when he left the presence of god the bible says he went down into the sea he went down into the uh, lower part of the boat he went down into the sea he went down into the belly of the fish he went down in the deepest of the belly of the fish hallelujah and from there he cried out to the lord to set him free Bible says Cain left the presence of God and he became a vagabond and a fugitive. So every time you leave in the presence of God, you will end up in a pit. The only place that you are safe and secure is in God's word where you can feel the presence of God in worship and in praise. Hallelujah. There was a famine in Bethlehem and God wanted them to tough it out. God did not want them to leave the location because Sometimes God looks at the location to bless. His blessing point was Bethlehem. And that is the place he he left because of his logical reasoning. He should not have logically thought about it. He should have understood Bethlehem, the house of bread is the place God is going to bless me. He should not have logically thought and reasoned and said, "Oh, maybe I go to another place." Hallelujah. And find a uh, a living there hallelujah so they went after the logical thing of leaving the house of god to find bread in moab sometimes it is better to have god with you and go through a famine rather to have, rather to have plenty and have no god at all hallelujah you would rather be dl moody is the one who said if jesus is in hell i would rather be in hell rather than in heaven he was making a point i will be where his presence is here this man ended up being in a pit the realm of the spirit there is a place where you have lost everything that's what it is called a pit you have lost your relationship with god you have lost your relationship with people you have lost your relationship with your family you have lost your wealth there you have lost your blessing there you are got into a point of crisis because you decided to walk away from the house of bread tonight i believe some of you are going to step back hallelujah step out of that pit and step back into your destiny for the glory of god you're going to step back into the place of restoration and blessing for the glory of jesus christ hallelujah amen it might be a geographical place it might be a spiritual place of worship and word it might be a place of 
prayer. It might be an atmosphere that you left where you are supposed to be. But God is faithful. Hallelujah. To bring you out in the name of Jesus. It might be a revelation God has given you that you left. But God is faithful to lift you out of that bed. When there is famine, always remember, don't walk away from the body of Christ. Hallelujah. What is a pit? Proverbs 22 and the 14 verses, the mouth of any moral woman is a deep pit. He who is abode by the Lord will fall there. He who is hated by the Lord will fall there. Look at somebody and say, I'm not going to fall there. I'm not going to that pit in the name of Jesus. Proverbs 26, 27 says, whoever digs a pit will fall into it. If someone rolls a stone, it will roll back on them. It says, if you dig a pit for somebody, you will fall into the same pit. One version says, if you set a trap for somebody, you will fall into the same trap. The NLT version of the same scripture says, if you set a trap for others, you will got in it yourself. The message translation says, Proverbs 26, 27, malice backfires, spite boomerangs. Sometimes when you preach the word of God, you will see the word of God coming back to you, boomerang, because people are not receiving the word of God. Tonight, I believe and I sense it in my spirit. It is not such a day that you're receiving the word of God into your spirit tonight. And you're going to be set free tonight. The fire of God is in this camp. The power of God is in this camp. There is a hunger and the thirst that is inside of you that will attract God's word inside. Bring it inside and you will be seeing your freedom tonight in the name of the Lord. You will come out of every pit. You will come out of every hole. I am saying be restored. Come back in the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name. Bible says malice backfires, spite boomerangs. If you set a trap, the Bible says you will fall into it. If you dig a pit, you will fall into it. Open your mouth and say, I will not dig a pit for anyone. I won't put my heart in malice. Hallelujah. For somebody else. I don't want to destroy somebody else. You don't want to destroy somebody else. I don't want to somebody else to fall in a pit. Hallelujah. Where I've dug. Bible says, if you've duck, you will fall. Hallelujah. I want the Lord to protect me. I want the Lord to take me through. Hallelujah. I don't want to do tit for tat. The prodigal son, the Bible says, what is a pit? He ended up in a pit because he pit looked attractive. He actually spent money to spend his days in the pit. So many people will do anything to get into a rut. Tonight I pray God will give you the grace to get out of the rut. Hallelujah. If you have the same kind of desire to go for to go and find a pit, if you have the same desire to fast and pray and seek the presence of God, some of us will move into another realm, another atmosphere, another faith, another grace. Oh, hallelujah, where the pit will not have power over our lives till eternity. Hallelujah. Some of us, the Lord is saying, is giving us the grace to never fall into a pit again. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For the glory of Jesus Christ, I decree over you. I prophesy over you. Never in your life again. You will fall into a pit again. In the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. Amen. No matter how much ever the pit try to draw you, say, I am not going there. How much ever the pit try to draw you into it, you have to say, I will not, I cannot, I can't, because greater is He. There is a calling inside of me. There is an anointing inside of me. There is a grace inside of me. I've received a word from God. When I was born, I was called that I shall be a prophet unto the nations of the world. There's a prophecy that is given to me by the man of God. I am not going to go into that pit in the name of the Lord. If you have fallen accidentally, if you have fallen knowingly tonight, I command this word to lift you up right now. And I command you to be placed your feet on the solid rock of Jesus. Your life will never be the same again. You are moving forward for the glory of Jesus Christ. May you be lifted up from the pit in Jesus name. Some of the Lord is saying you are moved out of the deadly pit. A deadly pit in the name of the Lord. It was for your death but God in his mercy is lifting you up tonight. He is merciful, compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in love. He is here tonight. He is here tonight through this fasting and prayer to lift you up from the pit in the name of the Lord. Give you praise. Moab sounded like economically good. It makes sense. But you need to learn to be rooted and planted where God has planted you. Everyone might go through a famine. It might be finances. It might be emotionally. It might be in different form. But don't focus on the famine. Focus on Jesus. That's what we want to do tonight. The first realm in the spirit is called the pit. The second realm Everybody open your mouth and say valley. Another realm in the spirit that you can be in is valley. That's not a bad place to be in because you are trained in the valley. Our God is not only a God of mountain, He's a God of valley. If it is a valley that trains you up, valley is no longer a scary thing. There is a difference between the pit and the valley. Inside the pit, the presence of God is not there. But in the valley, the Bible says, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you shall fear no evil, for I am with you. In the valley, God is with you. Hallelujah. The Bible says, while Joseph was in a valley season of his life, he was going through the P of problem, the pre of pit, the P of, hallelujah, ah, unfulfilled prophecy, the P of ah, misunderstanding. I mean, Potiphar's wife, lots of P he went through, but there was a P in his life that took him to the palace, that the Bible says the presence of God was with him. Though he was going through these valleys, God's presence never left him. It was stronger in the valley. Hallelujah. In the valley, you can call unto the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He will be with you. Hallelujah. But not in the pit. In the pit, the presence of God is not there. That's why if you are in one, He has already lifted you up. In the valley, if you call on Jesus, the shepherd, the good shepherd, He will be with you. Hallelujah. That's why Psalmist said, though I walk through that, he also used the word, yay. I always thought, yay. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Why is it yay? Because valley is a place the shepherd is with the sheep. Hallelujah. Open your mouth and say, the Lord will be with me. The Lord will walk with me. He will be with me in the valley in Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 
he won't leave you alone he will be with you it's a deception of the devil to make you think you are alone hallelujah you are not alone if you are a child of god if you are in a valley i want to assure you tonight you are not alone he's stronger with you he's holding you he's walking with you he is with you he might be in a room you might be in a place where you are sitting alone but he is with you you might be alone in that house you might be alone listening to this in a mobile phone but he is not telling you you are not alone he is with you and he will be with you till the end of the ages you have to remember through the eyes of faith if you look to him through the eyes of faith you will find him hallelujah not the eyes of doubt not the eyes of double mindedness not with a double mind lord lord valley is the place where you have to learn to find your stream everybody loves the mountain top but the fruit is never on the mountain the fruit is always in the valley it's the place that where not only you find your fruit but you will find your flow hallelujah fruit and flow your grace your anointing what you are good at it's all found in the valley valley might look like a scary place but when you understand that it is hallelujah in the valley that i find my grace and gifting and my stream hallelujah it will no longer be a scary place it will be a place that you can also say yeah hallelujah glory to god sometimes you feel the strongest presence of the lord in a valley that's why sometimes when you understand that people will say i don't want never want to come out of valley because that's the place where god is strong all said his strength is made perfect in a valley oh come on david found the stream in the valley of ila in 1 samuel 17:1 to 2 he recognized the flow was life the stream of life in the valley of ila where he recognized hallelujah it's a valley season in his life and he also recognized how to defy goliath in that valley hallelujah he found the stream of his anointing his blessing his provision open your mouth and say holy spirit reveal the stream of my life tonight in jesus name not only did he found a stream he found even his weapon his skill his blessing in that stream he picked five smooth stones out of that stream the water has been flowing through the stream for a long time that's the beauty of it hallelujah in a valley the water has been going through that stream for a long time that the blunt hard rough places have been ironed out smoothened out even in a valley allow the word of god to flow through you and once hallelujah the rough places are smoothened out you will see the stream flowing through you some of the stream hallelujah hidden streams are going to flow through you this fasting and prayer the rough places are going to be cut smooth so that the stream you can find the stream hallelujah praise the lord flowing through your life in the name of jesus not only hallelujah did he found that hallelujah find that hallelujah the bible says in the valley is again showing us what he does in the valley he makes the hard rough stone smooth stones hallelujah smooth stone which a wind can carry in precision and can hit the target you are a target you are a stone hallelujah god is fashioning and smooth smoothening out so that the wind when the lord releases you the spirit of god can take it the direction that he wants oh ravalava sandara daradanandaraskya oh praying the holy spirit as i'm listening to this word hallelujah 
If you're going to hit the Goliath's head, if you're going to hit the mark, if you need to be helped by the shepherd's hand, you need to be smoothened out. You need to be humble. You should need to be, hallelujah, pliable. You need to be small enough, hallelujah, humble enough to stay in the hand of a shepherd. You cannot be impatient, angry, upset, complaining, murmur in the hands of the shepherd. Your restless stone, God cannot use a smoothened one who can, he can hold. In the season of lockdown, I love God's grace, His word, His grace and anointing to flow through you and make you into a smooth stone for the glory of Jesus Christ. So by the time lockdown is over, you are ready to hit the target. You are ready for revival. You are ready for your next stage. The Lord is telling, some of God is making you ready for your next stage. Your next stage, your next stage is at hand in the name of the Lord. God is going to preparing the next stage while He's doing a work inside of you. Outside, He's preparing the stage of your life. The next stage of your life. If you believe it, put your hands together. Give praise and glory and honor in the house of God, in your own arms. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is a place in the valley where the shadow, the valley of the shadow of death, actually the shadow will, hallelujah, soothe you. Hallelujah. The valley, the shadows are there. But you don't have to worry. When you know the shepherd is there, the valley of the shadow will only soothe you. Sometimes people think success is standing on the mountain talk. Success is not how many messages you preach, the number of people you preach. The number of YouTubes like you had, the number of songs that you sung. If that was the case, Jesus would not have been successful because he fed 5,000 people. With men alone, women, there would have been women and children, maybe 20,000 people, 21,000 people. But by the time that he was on the cross, there was only one. If success was a matter of numbers, then Jesus was the most unsuccessful man. But we don't say that. Hallelujah. It is said that Pilate would have had more crowds than Jesus. Towards the end of the ministry, Jesus had only one person at the foot of the cross. You would say Jesus is a failure. Hallelujah. You will say he was not at all successful in his earthly life. When it was time for ascending to heaven, there would have been 500 people who would have shaken hands and given his phone number and said, see you, sir. See you soon. That's all. The success is not in a number. Sometimes you see a preacher coming on a Friday or Sunday, they minister forth, sing a song and say, wow! But what after that wow? That's what matters. Success is in the valley where the consistency of the flow of the stream is making you who you are supposed to be for the glory of God. That's the key thing. The consistency of the stream. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not being on the mountaintop. Elijah was now, oh, you know, on the mountaintop. But before that, he was by the brook first. You have to be in the valley first. You might be a prophet, a great man of God. But you have to recognize the stream first and to be consistent there. God has kept for you a Mount Carmel, but that is just one moment of your entire life. Sometimes people want the highs of life and they think that's what success is all about. Once there are no highs, they think they're a failure. That's not true. Holding the World Cup for India in 2011 and 1993 was two moments in about three decades. 
But till that time, Indian team had to be consistently bad. They needed to be a Dravid, a Tendulkar. Hallelujah. They who consistently, hallelujah, batted and uh, batted and batted on the nets and batted at homes. And they needed to be consistent in what they're good at till they hold that one moment. You need to be consistent in that stream. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You might be a worship leader in the same way in the ministry. It's not bringing a new album or preaching one great message that makes you a great worship leader or a great preacher. Hallelujah. But everyone in the church, hallelujah. Consistency. But how does the consistency come? Yes, you want everybody to be a minister of God. You want everybody God to use. But consistency comes while you are not ministering. While you are in the valley, are you allowing God to work in the inside of you? To make you smooth, to change your attitudes, to change your focus, where you enjoy the shadow of the Almighty. Like the psalmist said, he who dwells in the shelter, not only visits, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High God, who abides in the shadow of the Almighty. Where, you know, people are ministering. Pastor said, you know, sometimes when he's preaching, he would have waiting to keep the mic down and go back and spend time with the presence and that's what we want not to be addicted with ministry our ministry is not there what we did back what the Holy Spirit done inside of us while we are sitting at home when we don't feel anything but by faith we approach the throne of grace and every day consistently we go and sit under the presence of God like Mary who sat at the feet of God the Bible says what happens there nobody can take it and erase out of your life Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lift your hands and say, to be in the shadow of the Almighty is a privilege. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. A seed never grows out in the open. A seed grows in the shadow where it's dark. If you can stay hidden in the hands of the Lord, that's where you will come forth. Moses was hidden for three months. Hallelujah. You need to be hidden. There are stages that you need to be hidden. There are seven stages for a baby inside a mother's womb. You know, just uh, this morning, I became a granduncle for the second time, third time. <laughs> there are stages for a baby. But we only want the stage. The stage on a or the pulpit. Oh, no. You never grow on the stage. You grow in the valley. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You're not going to go in front of camera and grow there. You grow in the valley. The valley is the place where the presence of God works in you. Change you. Lift your hands and say, Jesus, I want your presence. One day in your presence is better than thousand days elsewhere. To be, hallelujah. Oh, in one day in your presence is a thousand days elsewhere. Amen. Better to be in the house of God than to be in the tents of the wicked. It is said when married couples go through a trauma or a loss, it has been found that their relationship becomes much stronger, thicker, because through that trauma, they have handled it together. They have humbled themselves together. They have stuck it together. That's where they become close together. They understand together. They love together. They hold their hand together. They hug together. Hallelujah. They understand each other. Hallelujah. They become sympathetic and compassionate towards each one's pain. And they, 
learn to kiss each other they learn to comfort each other and that's where a marriage life becomes stronger and the longevity of that marriage hallelujah praise the lord become hallelujah oh stronger and stronger it is in a valley that's why the bible says when you go through the valley of the shadow of death that's where hallelujah there are losses things are not working the way that you thought it would work when you are quiet and when you don't want to be with anyone when you are alone you learn to stick it together you learn to be belong you learn to be a companion towards each other oh hallelujah that's where you come with new songs that you become a song you become a that's where the example of being an example comes along hallelujah example does not come hallelujah when everything goes well and when you get an opportunity go through a hallelujah a, 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 a picnic or a holiday and no examples you become an example in the valley jesus said be an example how did he become an example on the day he was betrayed just the night before he was betrayed hallelujah he showed us an example by washing judas's feet it's in a valley that you become an example oh come on sir. hallelujah sometimes you might be in a place where you think that i should not have been here or you might be not where people thought that you would become and when you are going through that you have to fellowship with jesus and that's where you can recognize your stream coming forth that's what makes an elijah that's what makes him to stand before ahab that is what will memetia stress give him the strength to hallelujah handle a jezebel once you understand your stream you can stand before any challenges of your life because you know that the lord is with you the lord is with you who or what can be against you hallelujah and the third place place in the spiritual realm is the place of rest that's where we want to come when you go through the valley you come to a point where you find rest in Christ Jesus in Christ not in your business opportunity not in your money not in your uh, companionships or relationships you find that rest in Jesus not a new car not a new holidays in Jesus because your rest comes knowing that the lord is with you the place of rest is the only place where you recognize the lord where you not only recognize the lord you discover yourself you know what you're good at you know what you're bad at you know what your triggering points are you know what your the things that you are strong you're weak where you will easily get triggered when you understand yourself you become much better that is the place where you will find your identity that your confusion about your identity will leave you pastor was speaking about a news recently about a biggest businessman who committed suicide he had a home of 20000 or 24000 square feet he had business across the nations but he committed suicide with all this the man did not find his identity because it's not materialistic stuck it is not materialistic success it's who i am it's when you recognize your strength your weakness your brokenness and that's because that's why so many people are not in a place of rest because 
they can't believe in themselves. If you don't know your identity, you will take any identity that is thrown to you by the world. Anything that is thrown to you, you will be embrace it and you get confused later. Success is not what you achieve. It's being on the track with Jesus. It's being in the will of God. It's finding who you are. Hallelujah. From the master. Hallelujah. The mystery about you. Tonight I pray that the mystery about you will be revealed as you seek the Lord in these three days. Your mystery about you will be unveiled and revealed over your life in the name of the Lord. The spirit of God will reveal to those who love him. Hallelujah. Can you imagine having the latest gadgets in your house but no knowing, not knowing who you really are? Bible says we have an inheritance that cannot be destroyed, that cannot be defied, laid up in heaven. And yet, we don't know who you are. Bible says we are partakers of the new covenant. We are one with Jesus Christ. We are seated with Jesus in the heavenly places. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God dwells in us. And that's the identity, that's the knowing that brings us into a brokenness. Knowing that without it we can do nothing. If you don't recognize you and discover yourself, the mystery about you, if you don't know what's eating up and what's good for you and not bad, good for you, what will eat you up and what, 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 what will feed you, if you don't know that, praise the Lord, you will be at somebody else's mercy. You will have to have somebody else's to massage your emotions. And when you don't find them, you will get into a deep rut where you are unable to lift up yourself. But tonight, I pray that you will find rest. Hallelujah. The fact that you know Jesus Christ and you find your true place in Christ. And when you find that rest, every blessing of the mountain will come upon you. It is in rest that the blessing of the mountain will come upon you. You don't have to go behind you. Everything will come to you. Lift your hands and say, Holy Spirit, help me. Pray. Hallelujah. That I might find rest in Christ Jesus. That I might find rest with the shepherd Jesus. That Jesus the shepherd will reveal green pastures again to you. Everything that hinders me tonight. Everything that is, hallelujah, blind me. Hallelujah. Oh, from that rest, I command it in the name of Jesus to be broken off from your life. Hallelujah. May you find rest again. May you help. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit's help in the name of Jesus. May you find it now. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now getting back to Ezekiel 37. Hallelujah. I hope you're enjoying the word of God tonight. Your gifts, you find it in the stream of the valley. Your gifts, your stream, you find it in the valley. Your gifts in your stream, you find it in your valley. There is no fruit on the mountain trunk. It's a fruit. Fruitfulness comes in the valley where you're dependent on the Lord. When God wants you to do something great through you, He will do the greatness first in you. Let me say that again. When God wants to do something great through you, He will have to do first something great in you. Let me tell you that once again. When God wants to do something great through you, He will have to do great first in you. That's the valley. Only what he does in me, he can do outside. For God who works in me to his will and to his good pleasure, then work, we can work it out. We work it out with fear and trembling, the Bible says. Valley is called the stretching place. One preacher said, it's the gym of the Holy Spirit. 
when we go to gym we becomes weights few stretches it feels like wanting to run out from there but the next day your body you know is aching and your arms are aching it's tough it's painful by the time but by the time you do the repetitions and different rounds of exercises over a period of days you come out good so the moment you go through the valley it feels tough it feels painful it is not great the feeling is not great let me tell you it's not great but you you keep sticking in there after some time you say oh my god this is the place i'm strong this is the place that i'll become great this is the place that makes a millionaire out of me this is the place that makes a preacher out of me this is the way make a revivalist out of me this is a place that make a good husband and a good father out of me this is the world changer a history maker it's all made it in the valley for the glory of jesus christ so we will learn to hallelujah acknowledge and love the valley because at the valley i will find the lord for sure you will never die in the valley it might be the shadow of death but you will never die don't be afraid going through a valley let me close with this five things to remember in the valley number 1 god is with you in the valley ezekiel 37:1 says god grab me you don't want to go there by yourself you wouldn't choose valley for yourself god grab me lift your hands and say god grab me if i am trying to hold on to him i can let him go but if god has grabbed me he will never 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 let me go hallelujah come on somebody lift your hands and thank the lord it is god who chose me it is he who chose me he has grabbed me hallelujah be assured tonight he will never let you go if god has grabbed you once he will never let you go and if he has taken you into the valley he will never let you go It doesn't matter how painful it is. It doesn't matter how dark it is. It doesn't matter how long the shadows are. It doesn't matter who is with you and who is not with you. If God is the one who has grabbed you, He will brought you to the valley. He will never leave you. He will never let you go. He will never, never, hallelujah, close your eyes on you. You are precious in His sight. Look at your neighbor and say, God will never let go of me. Don't let circumstances intimidate you in the valley. Don't let the TV channels and economic predictions to scare you. I will take a valley with Jesus any day than a mountain without Jesus. Hallelujah. As long as I have Jesus with me, I have future, I have possibilities in Christ. It doesn't matter. Hallelujah. What all I have, what all I don't have, all that needed is the presence of Jesus. Because there are times in the valley that you can't sense His presence. That's why you have to trust Him. you have to trust him with all your heart you can't feel him with this hand but you have to trust him you have to know that he's true to the word bible says let god be true and every man be a liar he's always true to the word god is not a god who should lie or a son of man who should change his mind you should know in a valley he will never change his mind about you his love is constant his love never fails if you stay there just as you heard the word before you will see the favor of god all coming looking for you number 2 in the valley look for the possibilities everybody say in the valley look for possibilities look at two people and say that hallelujah god spirit took me ezekiel 37:2 the message version god spirit took me up and set me down in the midst of an open plain torn with bones 
he led me around and among them a lot of bones Ezekiel was in an open cemetery lot of bones bones are lying everywhere Lord is asking is there any possibility over this bone Twelve spies in the Old Testament including Joshua and Caleb went to spy out the land Ten of them said There are giants there Two of them said the Lord is good God is with us let's go and conquer The same people the same church the same messages the same same circumstances the same problem the same giants the same valley the same teachings Two of them saw possibilities to conquer it. What do you see, Ezekiel? Joshua and Caleb's possibilities. He said, God is with us. We'll take the land right now. Ten of them saw bones. They didn't see possibilities. Tonight, I pray that the Holy Spirit open your eyes to see divine possibilities over the dry bones in the name of Jesus. Come on, over the dry area of your life in the name of Jesus. For your family, for your generation, for our city, for our nation, for the nations of the world. Our eyes will be open to see divine possibilities in every area, even in political arena. Somebody is watching me. Hallelujah. Sometime this message, know that God will raise you with a political favor to see divine possibilities in the political realm of hallelujah, this city and across the nation. In the name of Jesus. Ezekiel, what do you see? Don't look everything with negative eyes. It might be a hopeless situation. But live. when the eyes are open, things will look better. Life can bet better. Hopeless situation will look better than actually you saw it before. Look through the eyes of the Lord. Look at somebody and say, look through the eyes of the Lord. The third thing that you do in a valley, take a step into the unknown. Look at somebody and say, take a step into the unknown. Ezekiel 37.3, he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, master Lord, only you know that. What would you have said? Can situation change? Can the world become better? Can your company prosper? Will you be able to travel again? Can your family be blessed? Can these bones live? What would you say? What would you say looking at that body? The doctors have given a negative report. What would you say? I wish we had a level of grace to say, yes, I believe these bones can live. But many a time when we look at circumstance, situation, you know, even sometimes when you look at the men of God, you see, oh, they're strong. You know, they're really strong. They might have that kind of a faith. What a strong guy. But only they know how weak they are. How do we handle these situations? There are times when we say, you know, we can say yes, but when we think, what will, if I say yes to it, you know, there are unbeliever, unbelieving company with me. You know, if I say something, what happens if I sound wrong and not corrected? What will I do if I, you know, say something and I look so stupid? Hallelujah. But that's where God allows you to be. That's a spot where God wants you to completely dependent on Him. To be humble. That's where you say, Oh my God, the safest thing to say is only Lord, only you know. <laughs> the people around me, hallelujah, they're expecting me to answer something because I am the pastor. 
I am the man of God. I am the believer. I am the born again. They are expecting me to say something. So all that you say, Lord, only you know. That's why we are humble. That's why we seek the Lord. Hungry for word. More prayerful. Wanting to hear very clearly from God. Because you know you haven't arrived yet. And you know, Lord, without you, I can't do anything. God is never going to give you a life where He's unnecessary in your life. Where you think I don't need God anymore. Where you think I know it all. Where you think, you know, I am the man. He will never bring you to that place. Hallelujah. Where you think I am the most holiest, most successful person after Jesus. He will never bring you to that place. Because He knows. If God brings you to that place, He knows. He can sit up from His throne. If He sit up, you will sit there. God wants you to be humble. Hallelujah. When you're humble, you're the most blessed person. You're thriving. Hallelujah. That's where God wants to use you. Amen. Not you saying, I am the most humble. Lord saying, Hallelujah. God said Moses was the humblest man. The problem with us is we say, I am the most humblest person in the church. That's not. Look at 1 Samuel 14, 6. The faith of Jonathan's armor bearer. And Jonathan said to the young man that bore his armor, Come, let us go over unto the garrison of this uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us. And there is no restraint to the Lord to save us by many or by few. Jonathan is saying, It may be that the Lord will work for us. Maybe, not sure. We are going to the enemy territory. We are going to pick a fight with the enemy. Maybe. That's where faith starts. Maybe. Jonathan is saying, maybe. Can you imagine, you know, what the armor bearer today, associate pastor would have said. You know, maybe. Let's go. Maybe God will give us this land. Maybe God will give us this city. But that's where the start of all great things. It is the maybe moments that God will do something great in your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. I pray for all the assistants like when there is a maybe moment that you will also say let's do it that you will not doubt it that you will say let's do it pastor let's do it let's take that maybe moment let it be a holy spirit maybe maybe hallelujah that's enough hallelujah I feel the breath and the wind and the hallelujah life of God behind this maybe let's take that maybe like an old preacher said it's a holy ghost hunch like a holy ghost hunch Acts 15.28 Acts For it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. Early church in Jerusalem after the church council writing a letter for the church in Antioch says it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. This Holy Spirit felt that way we also felt that way. They had a maybe moment. The first time you are asked to lift your hands and pray. Say, what happens if I lift our hands? You know, what will people say? But you, anyway, it's a maybe moment. Maybe lift it up. Hallelujah. The Bible says, you know, something good happened. So I lift it up and something good happened. You use that maybe moment. It seemed to the Holy Spirit and to us, it was a maybe moment. The maybe moments are the most powerful moments of our lives. Hallelujah. At that time, hallelujah. 
you lift, the walls come down. You praise, the favor comes down. Hallelujah. Like we heard the last word, Moses lifted his hands, Amalekites were defeated. Oh, come on. It was a maybe moment. Hallelujah. The first time you tight, will it happen? Will it work? Where you thought, oh my God, I lost the 10%. <laughs> it was a maybe moment. Experience taught you when you give it for the Lord. It's not a losing moment. It's a gaining moment. Hallelujah. Or you heard that you're called by God and the pastor says, pick up the mic and say, Amen or read a scripture or sing a song or come for the meeting and stand by him. You're thinking, okay, I'm not sure. I might make the pastor look very sad and bad. But maybe moment you took, your Amen released the presence of God. Your Amen made the pastor get the word out of him. Come on, somebody tonight, take the maybe moment. That's how the Holy Spirit leads. Take the maybe moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is the maybe moment that makes you who God wants you to be. Hallelujah. Sometimes when you are looking for those times when we think, I'm ready, I feel good, I can do that. That's not the time God uses you. How many of you married after being ready for marriage? Some of us are married for some time, thinks we are still not ready. Hallelujah. It is when that maybe moment you are unsure. That's why God blessed you with the right girl. When you took that Holy Spirit. I'm not ready for the baby, but the baby came out. It was that maybe moment that brought that father out of you. But you never think that, oh, I'm ready, I'm a father now, let me have the baby. That never happened. Maybe moments. Faith is always in a maybe moment. Learn to move on on a maybe. Lift your hands and say, help me to move on on a maybe of the Holy Spirit. Help me to move on on the maybe of the Holy Spirit. You will never be ready to do anything that God has called you to do. You'll never be ready. If you are, it means it's your, your vision and not God's vision. Because God's vision about you and what He wants to do through you will always be bigger than what you can think. And that's why when you say, Oh my God, I don't think I can do it. That's why God takes you. That's a maybe moment. When you say, Find somebody else. God said, I don't think so. I've chosen you. Oh, when you think like that, when you think like that, when God said, I've chosen you, which means he had an opportunity and a reason and a many people to choose, but he said, I've chosen you. Oh, come on. That makes yeah, our lives very special. Number four, the fourth point in the valley, prophesy to your situations. Ezekiel 37.4, he said to me, prophesy over these bones, dry bones, listen to the message of God prophesy sometimes when you listen to the word prophesy you think it's only for the prophets can I do it am I the guy the prophet could have stood there and spoken about these bones these bones are many so many God didn't say speak about the mountain he said speak to the mountain he said prophesy to the bones he didn't say prophesy about the bones how weak and how much 
you have to become a prophet to your life look at somebody and say you have to become a prophet to your life it is not predicting your future it is just taking the written word of god putting in your heart speaking it out till it becomes life a rhema you keep saying that word out as many as times you need it till you can actually believe it that's why some of you this talks you have to keep hearing actually till you're trained in the valley till this message is what you're living i'm not speaking about the office of a prophet or a gift of a prophecy i'm speaking about the word mentioned here you keep speaking the word out where the word becomes real in your circumstance take 30 minutes every day first time when you say by the stripes of jesus that i am healed you know you think really looks like the symptoms are still there but you keep speaking even nothing is happening you keep speaking saying it out to the place where the healing actually manifested hallelujah what would a normal believer right now do if you take him to the valley of the dry bones or that he would take his take his phone and take a selfie and said valley of dry bones and posts instagram that's not what god wants us to do amen speak out in the name of jesus tonight i prophesy over everyone who's watching you many things that are broken in your life that are scattered like this dry bones that's right many things that you are upset over looking at it will bring you down many things in the name of jesus let it come back together in the name of the lord every relationships that are broken we come back in the name of jesus every area in your body that is broken be made whole in the name of jesus let there be family wholeness let there be healing wholeness let there be wholeness in every area where you are broken into two right now uh, suddenly i pray that something good whole to happen in the name of the lord ishubinda adhikarathinte naamathila marichirikkunna pole karinjirikkunna pole chattirikkunna pole nashtapettadu pole irikkunna chala prashnangalde mele sahajaryangalde mele parishuddhaatmavinte alpuda kaatte adinte mel vyaparicha ആ നേരത്തെക്കാട്ടും നല്ലതായിട്ട് ഓ ചേർന്ന് വരുവാൻ വരുത്തുവാൻ അവന്റെ പരിശുദ്ധാത്മാവ് ശക്തനാണ് ഇൻ ദ നെയിം ഓഫ് ജീസസ് to bring your life back hallelujah in the name of the lord into a better place into a better shape in the name of jesus thank you lord for doing it receive it receive it receive it things that are just disjointed in your life scattered in your life let it come together in the name of jesus christ now in jesus name if you believe it put your hands together give a cup offering to the lord hallelujah pastor said you know he used to remember in his life where he would feel ugly and he would feel not beautiful and you know compared to his brothers and his mother would always come down to tell him and say the branch of the lord is beautiful the branch of the lord is beautiful the branch of the lord is beautiful and that broke his inferiority complexes when you keep bringing the word active in your life after a while it acts the word of god is sharper than a two-edged sword bible says it's active alive and active 
That's what, you know, your parents should do over your children. Look at them and make them beautiful. Speak to them. I thank the Lord for you. Sometimes, you are not speaking what you see, but you are speaking by faith. The promise of God into their lives. When your child has backslidden, Tell him, my Lord, I give him into your hands. Use him for the kingdom. That's what passed his mother and see what has happened. He spoke that for 21 years or 20 years. And the next 28 years are glorious. Hallelujah. You make something out of nothing by speaking over it. You speak something marvelous and glorious and anointed over something by speaking over it. Hallelujah. Don't be discouraged. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I feel for some children. Ha ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God is releasing a blessing over the children, over the future. Don't worry about them. If you keep speaking over them, hallelujah, greatness will come out of them. Jabez, hallelujah. Oh, will come out of them. A Jabez, blessed by the Lord. Number five, we'll partake of the bread and the fire. Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 9. Speak to the wind. He said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man. Tell the breath. God, the master says, come from four winds. Come breath. Breathe on these lame bodies. Breathe life. Number five, invite the Holy Spirit. Invite the wind of the Spirit. The power of His presence. When the Holy Spirit is welcome. Hallelujah. The congregation becomes stronger. We are a congregation who welcome the Spirit of God. Lift your hands and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let there be a burning of your Holy Spirit over my life in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, anoint every person who is watching tonight, listening to this message. I pray the Spirit of God to move strongly into their life. Let them start speaking in tongues. Let every deaf and mute spitter rebuke it. Open their tongue. Loose their tongue to speak forth words of life, to prophesy over their own life. Let new songs come out of their lives. Let there be an impartation of your life into their tongue in the name of Jesus. Let them become in a mighty army, Lord, speaking words of life. May they rise up to glorify the name of Jesus. May they come out of every hopeless situation. In the blood name of Jesus, I speak a release. I loose them now. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you believe it, clap your hands and worship the Lord and say, I believe it, Lord. I'm loosed. I'm loosed. I'm loosed. Let the Holy Spirit of God move strongly in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Tonight, may you enjoy the presence in the valley and become a mighty army. May, hallelujah, the Holy Spirit walk with you. May you fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Experience the sweetness. That's what some of you need. You feel so bitter. I command your taste to change in the name of the Lord. Your change, a supernatural, sudden change in your taste. Mm. Because of the intimacy of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is saying, Oh, thou in the clefts of the lock, let me hear your voice. He wants to hear that broken voice. Hallelujah. Sometimes what has happened to us in the times past, you would listen to a small word from God, from the scripture and you feel a burning inside of us. Now we are in a situation, we are here one message after another message and nothing is burning us. It's just a good message. It's just a great deep message but nothing is moving us. You know why? 
because the wind is messing. The wind in one word can make a Simon come out of his dead life into a living life. But then three and a half years of listening to many messages, the wind was missing. He denied the Lord. Tonight I pray, even you are hearing messages after messages, that the wind will never be missing. Hallelujah. Sometimes this one scripture is enough to bring us into our knees. Amen. Hallelujah. Tonight, go down on your knees. Kneel down before the Lord and say, Lord, remove the hardness. Remove the complacency of the heart. Help me to be once again, to be sensitive to the person of the Holy Spirit. Let not my faith become lukewarm. Let not my love grow cold. Let my heart burn for love for Jesus. Let me increase in love, Lord. Hallelujah for my master. Let my heart burn love with him. Fall in love with him again. Tonight, wherever you are, ask the Lord to remove the hardness of your heart. Let's close your eyes. Remove the blindness of my life. Ask the Lord to help you to experience the move of the Holy Spirit in your life. Help me to, Lord, fall in love with Jesus. Say it after me. Lord, remove the hardness of my heart. Remove the blindness of my life. Help me to experience the move of the Holy Spirit in my life. Help me to fall in love with you and to be sensitive to your presence and to experience your presence and to fellowship and commune with the Spirit of God. Jesus, let this not be intellectual or theoretical knowledge. Let there be an encounter with you, Lord, today. Let there be a deep knowing that the best place is abiding in the presence of God, in the shadow of the Almighty, Holy Spirit of God. Help me to be like a child, broken before the Lord. I cry before you, Lord. I call upon you, Lord. I am not intimidated. People around me, I just want to be like a child. Jesus, deal with my heart. Deal with my life. I don't want to miss out on anything that you have kept for me. I want your presence, Lord. I want your rest, Lord.